Hello from the newsroom of the Financial Times in London, I'm Josh Noble. Today we're looking at the controversy surrounding Nike's decision to launch an ad campaign featuring an American footballer who refused to stand for the national anthem. Katie Martin talks to Shannon Bond and Andrew Hill about the backlash Nike is facing and whether the decision will pay off in the end. Nike has faced a consumer backlash, a sell-off in its shares and an attack from Donald Trump after it decided to use the American footballer Colin Kaepernick in a new ad campaign. Shannon, tell us what all the fuss is about. Why is Kaepernick such a controversial figure? Yeah, he is quite a controversial figure, probably one of the most controversial figures in American sports. He is essentially the face of the kneeling protests that we've seen break out in the National Football League over the past two seasons. He was one of the first players to kneel during the playing of the national anthem as a sort of protest against social injustice and particularly police violence against African-Americans. He started doing this right before the 2016 season began, and the protests quickly spread across the NFL, with ultimately hundreds of players joining in. And it's become a real flashpoint, both among football fans and in politics here in the U.S. And it's further complicated in the case of Kaepernick, because he actually hasn't played for the past two seasons. He became a free agent um, and hasn't been signed by an NFL team and is actually suing the league for colluding to keep him out of a job as a result of the protest. So it's all quite fraught. So that's really good context for the slogan that they're using. What is it? Believe in something, even if it means sacrificing everything. Exactly. That seems to be a direct reference to the fact that from his point of view, he stood up for something he believed in and has lost his job as a result. And when you, yeah, when you see the ads, it's just his face and it's this really strong slogan. What sort of reaction has this brought about from consumers and investors and also the president who hasn't been overly friendly towards the kneeling protests anyway, right? That's right. Like everything associated with this protest has been incredibly divisive. So from the point of view of consumers, you've really seen a divide. You've seen people get on social media and post videos of themselves burning their Nike trainers, cutting the Nike swoosh symbol out of their socks doing all these things in protesting, they don't want to stand by the brand. And that kind of falls in line with how you saw people react to the protests themselves. A lot of NFL fans were very unhappy about it. There's a line of thinking in the US among people who oppose these protests who say it's disrespectful to the flag and disrespectful to US troops. But at the same time, you've seen tons of people embrace this, you know, say it's so great for a brand like Nike to be associating itself with this social justice movement as many people see it. And I think the divide is particularly stark. It's an age divide more than anything. When you look at the polling on this, the kneeling protests are an incredibly fractious area in American culture. But generally speaking, younger people are much more supportive than older people. And there's also a divide among Republicans and Democrats. In terms of investors, Nike shares fell the day after they announced this new campaign. They were down about 3%, but then they've regained some of those losses. You know, and it's not entirely clear what the ultimate financial impact is going to be. Of course, if people are burning Nike gear that they've already bought, it doesn't really have any financial impact. If this does mean that some people are going to stop buying Nike products, that could affect the company. But you've also seen, as I said, another segment of the population embrace this. And then as always happens, Donald Trump waited right 
right into this. He's been incredibly critical of the players who have protested. He's called for them to be fired. And he came out and did the same in the wake of this ad. He gave an interview saying that he thought it was a big mistake. He said that Nike was getting killed with anger and boycotts, you know, and he said he was really disappointed to see them embracing such a divisive figure. So it seems like it's going to be reverberating in politics yet again this season, which is kicking off this week. Yeah, it's the brave new world we live in, right? I guess in terms of alienating people, it comes down to whether Nike feels comfortable with who is backing it in this argument, effectively. You know, if they feel like they're alienating the right people, then it's kind of a win-win, right? Yeah, I mean, certainly just from a pure, cold-eyed, pragmatic look, they've gotten a lot of free publicity out of this. There have been a ton of news articles that have been written about it, and that is just, you know, a boost to the brand, period. Their name is out there. And especially in the past couple of years, you've seen businesses being much more willing to take stands on these divided political issues. I think they recognize that they're not going to please everybody because people do disagree. But there's an expectation among consumers that businesses need to kind of weigh in on these topics. And they do clearly see some upside. And, you know, a good proportion of Nike's client base, particularly in the U.S., their customer base is younger. I've seen some reporting that Kaepernick's jersey, even though he's not an active player, Kaepernick jerseys were among the top selling jerseys in recent years. So this is somebody that the significant portion of the population supports. And so Nike is betting that they're going to get their dollars and that there's going to be a bit of a halo effect of associating themselves with somebody who is popular among a set of people. And do you think there's any chance it could help Kaepernick get back into the sport? That seems less clear. I mean, given that he's currently suing the league and that that lawsuit is being allowed to move forward to a hearing, um, it doesn't seem like that's going to happen anytime soon. I mean, it certainly adds an interesting dynamic to Nike's relationship as well. They're a big NFL sponsor, and they actually just re-signed a contract to provide apparel to the league. But I'm not sure that this is going to in any way pave his way back in. Andrew, you have taken the view that this has been a sound decision for Nike to stick with Kaepernick despite all the criticism. Why is that? Well, I think Shannon summed some of this up. And obviously, although it's not a very exciting way to put it, only time will tell whether the decision really was sound. But I think for some of the reasons that Shannon's laid out, first of all, Nike's a very savvy branding organisation and they and their ad agency have taken, I think, a pretty cold-eyed calculation here about what might be the outcome. And my guess, if you like, is that they have decided that there is a far greater market in people who possibly don't even follow the NFL, may not even have heard about Kaepernick until yesterday when this started to come out, that they will now say this is a way of demonstrating that we are cool, that we are progressive, that we like these things and we dislike what the opponents of this decision stand for. So I think I tend to aim off for a lot of the emotional political part of this. I don't think Nike's doing this out of the goodness of its heart. I think they've decided there's a big market, often beyond the United States, not just beyond the NFL, which is going to say we want to buy this merchandise because it represents something that we like. I mean, as you say, they're not idiots, right? They will have known this would happen and they will have they will have been prepared for this kind of backlash. They must be very conscious of the message they're sending out. Yeah, I think so. I mean, and they know how to take decisions about controversial athletes. Usually it's controversies relating to disgrace or potential disgrace of the athletes that they back. I mean, they stuck with Maria Sharapova after she unintentionally took banned drugs and got banned for a couple of years. 
They stuck with Tiger Woods through a sex scandal, but they quickly dropped Lance Armstrong, the cyclist, after his cheating scandal. So they are fully aware of how to deal with those types of controversies. This one, of course, does have that different edge that it involves essentially taking on the president, as Shannon's explained, which for any American company these days has to be borne in mind. But as colleagues on Lex pointed out this week, essentially 40% of their market is North America. The real growth market is China. So in some respects, they can set aside some of those overtly patriotic elements and say, for the greater good of the company, we can take these decisions without having to worry too much about what Mm. the sitting president thinks. Mm. As you say, only time will tell, but there's a good chance this makes perfect commercial sense. I think so, yes. Well, it's a fascinating story. Thanks to both of you. That was Katie Martin talking to Shannon Bond and Andrew Hill. If you'd like to read more on this story, you can find links to articles by Shannon and Andrew in our show notes. Thanks for listening. We'll be back with more news tomorrow. In the meantime, if you're not already a subscriber and would like to discover more FT content, take a look at our latest subscription offers at ft.com forward slash offer. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant. Coriant provides wealth management services centered around you. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Coriant has experienced teams who can craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex. Real wealth requires real solutions. Connect with a wealth advisor today at Coriant.com. That's Coriant.com. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program.